0: Welcome! Continuing from our last topic on salvation, we will see Titus chapter 2 from verse 11 to 14. In that place, you will find that salvation is a general and public gift. God has given this gift to all men, not just to some. So salvation is available for all. And from that place we understand that grace is the unbiased, unrestricted gift of God, given to all or given to all men, not because of any economic, financial, physical, emotional or spiritual benefit or value to God, but rather it is a gift for our own benefit. And this benefit is eternal life, the forgiveness of sins. It is important for us to understand and remember that God is sufficient, self-sufficient and self-existing. Therefore, there is nothing in our action or in our conduct or in our doing that will increase, decrease or change who He is. Hallelujah. There is this general belief among some Christians in their ignorance that Christ leaves you every time you do something wrong and you have to invite Him back into you. This is a wrong and ignorant belief. If we look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, we understand that salvation is all the idea of God, the idea of Christ, and all his work. We do not play any part in it, it is the gift of God from start to finish. Now, if you understand what salvation is, you would know that salvation gives birth to a new creature. It is not just Christ living in you, rather it is you becoming a new creature. And therefore, as a new creature, there is no going out of Christ and coming in of Christ. Rather, your spirit and the, has been quickened and revived by the Spirit of God which comes into you, merging with your spirit, and you become a new creature. There is another myth among believers where and popularly used word giving your life to Christ so you hear among believers give your life to Christ especially when they are talking to a sinner first i want you to understand that the sinner has no life to give the sinner exists which is true but the sinner has no life the sinner is dead we see in first john chapter 3 verse 16 that Christ sacrificed his life for us. And usually, when they quote this verse, they, they say that you have to sacrifice your life and give your life to Christ. But that place does not say you have to give your life to Christ. Rather, it says that you have to give your life to your brethren if you read from the King James Version. But if you read from the Message Bible, it says to our fellow believers. Therefore, lay in our life for the brethren of our fellow believers is our work of love and service after salvation not before so saying to someone give your life to christ when you're preaching to him it's a wrong use of the word rather the person should accept the life that christ has given to him or her Usually, you hear Christians use the word, I surrender all to God. There are even songs written about it, I surrender all, I surrender all. And usually, when we think about I surrender all, we usually think about material things, we think about relationships, we think about people, we think about maybe a job or something. But this is not the right use of the word or the right use of the concept you see surrendering all has been done by Christ Christ surrendered all in order that we might have life and have life abundantly nothing you have relationships materials or whatever it may be is of any value to God rather Christ has come and surrendered all he gave up all he gave up everything He changed form, he changed place, he came into time, he suffered, he died to give us all. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, that place says, Blessed be the God, reading from King James, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, usually, and over time, believers and and many christians in ignorance have come to believe that the blessing is material and so therefore when when you hear them talk about blessing they they have a mind and the picture of material things but from the place we have seen in ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 the blessing is not material the blessing is spiritual We also see in Romans chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, I will be backing up from verse 6. From verse 6, that place says, Even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. We also find, when blessedness is mentioned here, it has nothing to do with material. Now, a believer is not defined by his material acquisitions. Rather, he is defined in Christ. And we can see in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. And that place says, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Here you find that the believer is the son of God, that is what he is called, that is his identity. He is not defined by his acquisitions, material or academic or otherwise. If we also read in Romans, if we also read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 and 28, that place says, to whom god would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the gentiles which is christ in you the hope of glory whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in christ jesus now you see that the perfection of every man is in christ jesus and in extension the definition of the believer Is in Christ Jesus. Therefore, the blessing as we have seen and as we continue to see, even as you go through the scriptures, has always meant and will always mean and will continue to mean what Christ has done. It has at no time meant material things and it, it will in no time and age mean material things. Because God does not change and neither is he the Son of Man. he should lie so what the scriptures meant by blessed the blessing at the time it said it it was spiritual and even in our time and age it will also mean spiritual hallelujah amen Mm -hmm.